Welcome back, everyone, to the Late to the Game podcast, hosted by yours truly, Ellie. Today is a very, very special episode because, one, it is an in-person episode, and two, this comes from our live Twitch recording. Um, it is an absolute delight to be here, and more importantly, I have Ned Kelly Gamer with me in the flesh. We can talk about video games in person because it's the new year. Not only in the flesh, but in the talk. <laughs> yes, if anyone is not um, watching the video of this, what a mistake. Um, but yeah, so, hello. hello. How are you? I'm good. How I'm have good. you been? I have been traveling um, again, which was interesting. So I got to be in London um, for a couple of days yes. for work. And then I got to be in the US for some work then in December as well. So it's been really interesting to travel again. Uh, but it feels like I just got to travel just before the world starts to uh, close down temporarily again. I have a yeah. feeling that 2022 is going to start off slowly in terms of travel. So, yeah, um, yeah but, but generally I've been, uh, been good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You? Oh, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> living that uh, that pandemic dream, you know, as we all are. Um, but yeah, so I think I think we should just dive right in because okay. I know we are going to be talking about talk everything. About for such a long time because you and mm -hmm. I don't know how to shut up no. um but so I think a good thing to start with is like what have you played this year without any description <clears throat> let's just right. like hammer through so what have we played we, we've got a bit of crossover on our we do, of course. Um, yeah, we share a PlayStation account, so, so. <laughs> in in the order that I played them uh, mm -hmm. last of us 2 I thought that was actually a game from last year no descriptions yet no no okay so just, read <laughs> just okay. what have you played uh, this okay year? <laughs> so last of us 2 Hollow Knight, Greedfall, Horizon Zero Dawn, Concrete Genie, Ratchet and Clank, Disco Elysium, A Plague Tale, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Moss, Empire of Sin, Overcooked, Bloodborne, Miles Morales, Sackboy, Guardians of the Galaxy, Keena Bridge of Spirits, Lego DC Villains, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Deathloop. Amazing. What yeah. good list. Also, what what is Moss? It is a VR game with a mouse. Very, very cute. Oh, like a an, like a mouse. little mouse. Thing. I thought you meant like a clicking mouse, and I was like, what? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, the games that I've played this year um, are Guardians of the Galaxy, Fall Guys, Uncharted One, Two, and Three, Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy Remake, and the original, which I haven't finished yet. Um, Hollow Knight, Horizon Zero Dawn, Edith, or What Remains of Edith Finch. God of War, Little Big Planet 3, Life is Strange, Witcher 3, Red Dead, this game that I think is called Air, and that's on, uh, it's on my Switch, um, Sims 4, Keen of Bridge of Spirits, Little Nightmares, Concrete Genie, Rocket League, Ratchet and Clank, the 2015 one, Empire of Sin, Overcooked, Journey, and Nino Kuni. I think that's everything. So out of all of those games, because I was thinking about this myself uh, with, my, with my list, how many do you reckon you've finished or kind of got to 80% finished on, do you reckon? Well, let's see. Guardians of the Galaxy, Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, Disco Elysium, Remake, uh, Edith Finch, God of War, Witcher, um, Concrete Genie, obviously Journey. I think that's it for finished. Yeah, so the, the, the last three or four on my list, um, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near being close to finished. Yeah, like, right. I've, I've 
I've played like an hour in the last couple of days. It's just a lot of new games for the kids too. Yeah, right. And I had an opportunity to like play them for a few moments. So like Deathloop, I'm about an hour into. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, about an hour into that. Lego DC Villains, Sam Keenan, all about an hour. So I'm, I'm not sure that play. I can speak with any authority on any of them. I mean, so. <laughs> impressions count. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I we don't have an, an award for best first error <laughs> yeah i guess we should have considering yeah. the way we play games yeah um i do just have to read this out because i thought it was really funny regal squid just came in but when did you sleep and that's you know that's a great question um i don't know i couldn't tell you um but, so this episode is special because we're doing our own very our own version of the game of the year awards and it's the games that we've played not the games that have come out this year so to get into our Game of the Year awards, uh, for best narrative, what do you have any hot takes? Uh, hot takes. Um... I feel like because I've played late, like old games, I need to, I need to give like a couple, because like Witcher is gonna beat out like any other game of the generation for narrative. So, what do you look for when you're talking about narrative, though? Like... So let's see. When it comes to narrative, I, I definitely just think about, like, I think about narrative design, because it's not best story. And so I think about, like, all of the, like, for me, and I think it's just based on what I hold and, like, my, my Maslow's hierarchy is, like, best narrative is probably going to be my best game of the year. Okay. And it's just because, like, those are the things that make a strong game to me. Like, I... If I consider the way mechanics have gone into making a good narrative and how, like, the strength of the story itself, the character arcs, and as well as how the mechanics play into implementing that growth, like, that's definitely what I consider best narrative. Because I have two games that stick out to me for, the, right. for, for this. We're going to be so wishy-washy. We are. We're, we're going to have gonna, two for every category for each of us. Um, because I thought the dialogue for Guardians of the Galaxy was Impeccable. one of the best that I've ever mm. played through. So it was amazing. Good. Up there with Witcher 3. Right. But the plot I thought it, like, I would say, it was okay. I'd say the dialogue is better in Guardians. Yeah, probably. I would absolutely say the dialogue um, is better For anyone Guardians. that hasn't played through it, um, I mean, I love the, so the, the movie versions of Guardians of the Galaxy. Me too. Um, but we could just... Because you get to spend more time with them on the yeah. video game, you, you end up loving them even more. Drax in particular, I think both Drax's of Drax's development <clears throat> was so unbelievable. And he's kind of underdeveloped in the in the movies, right? I mean, he's kind of like, you know, he's a bit of a, like, we, we, get, we get to see a little <laughs> bit of Drax and we know a little bit of his history, but he's kind of like one of the, the lower tier guardians. He's just like... I feel like Drax's function in the movies is very much like, oh, this is a hilarious one-liner because this right. man is so literal. Whereas, like, we got to experience so much emotional depth and, like, a journey with Drax. And we got mm. to know him and, like, the growth that he makes over this time. Like, it's, it's something really special. Really, really special. Uh, the the dialogue, the one-liners, the, the, the conversation between the all of the characters is probably one of the best that I've ever played. But in terms of plot, I don't think it it, it was Not one of my favorites of of the year. Hmm. Uh, I think the other one that has to be sp spoken about uh, for best story narrative is Disco Elysium. And I mean, this is my other question then to you: okay. is that um, with Final Fantasy VII remake was unbelievable? Yes, like unbelievable. And I would say it's a really really strong narrative game as well. So, like that's going to be in my running for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, but I it, wonder, because of having played the original and everything, like, how to compare those two? I, I think having played the original, actually, it's for me, it was like, even stronger. Like 12 hours because of, of what happened towards the end of the game, it makes it even stronger, because mm. I, I don't want to get into spoilers, but, but things happen towards the end of that game that even if you didn't play the game, uh, even if you had played the game previously, you have a lot more to look forward to in future. And, and I think pulling that off, pulling uh, pulling off making a 10-hour quest line mm. into a 50-60 hour game and fleshing out all of those characters and uh, setting it up in an exciting way for future episodes I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's a huge um, uh, uh, hugely difficult thing to do yeah. and, and definitely puts them into my category of like top narrative games for mm. the year then okay so boiling it down yeah. I think my my best narrative I feel like I mean Witcher is just going to be in its own, like, Witcher 3 is going to be in its own category, um, just because of the game that it is. Like, it's a genuine masterpiece. Um, but then, like, between Remake and God of War 2018, which we haven't talked about. It wasn't on my list. It's on we, my we, list. We <laughs> yeah, so. so, oh, I forgot. Yeah, we haven't shared yeah. every game. Yeah. Um, and I do have one more game. That oh, and win. Disco Elysium. Yes. It's so well, we hard to play choose that, so best let's, narrative. Let's, 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 let's talk about Disco Elysium. So, I mean, because it, plot-wise, oh. it's it's not the, the best plot ever. I mean, it's so a kind for, of standard plot. But it's, for anyone that needs to know what the plot of Disco Elysium is, and that's like that must be if you haven't listened to one of the other, other the other Late to the Game episode that I've like done on this. Um, Disco Elysium is about a... a detective that wakes up after like the biggest bender you could possibly imagine and like is nearly dead because of it trying to kill himself and you are figuring out a story or not a story you're you're investigating a crime um as this this detective that is like basically lost any will to live before you even started playing him and because of the, like the insane bender he's forgotten everything and so you just go on this journey and it's just this like the the art design is magnificent um and it's just this like it's this really introspective journey that takes apart the bits and pieces of what makes up your brain like the way you talk to yourself and um and it, it's just oh it's so and it explores philosophy it yeah. explores politics it explores history mm -hmm. uh, in 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 some of the most interesting ways i've ever seen seen uh done in a, in, a, in a game too um and, it, and and so like that puts it into the into the list of my favorite narratives for the year. Oh, it's so hard. I don't know how anyone like chooses the best narrative. It's my my so winner hard. I haven't talked about yet. <gasps> okay, all right. So you you tell me what your your winner is for best oh, narrative best for twenty twenty one that you have played. Um, oh my god, it's so hard. Like I keep saying, it can't be Witcher because we everyone is already. We didn't. We didn't. We were running. On, like, well, just... if if Witcher Three is the best game narrative that you have played this year, well, that's that's your winner. I know, but I think I also have to consider like the length of games because like I sunk 110 hours into Witcher, but I've played like 25 hours, 30 hours of Disco Elysium, and it's almost in the running. You know, like it's right. almost it's tied, and so. Oh God. I, I'm not going to be able to decide between the two. Those are my two, I think. 
No, we're making up our own rules for this. We're making up our own rules. These are our game awards. My winner is... I loved all the games that I mentioned, but I also played The Last of Us 2 this year. You did. There you go. And I have never... I. I, I spoke to you the like the, the morning after because it was really late when I finished and I called you the morning after. Yeah. I said, I don't think I can play games for a week or two. Yeah. You, uh, you needed I, I was, an emotional break. Was, yeah, because <laughs> if you haven't played it, there are moments where you think you're coming to the to the end of that game and there and there's just there's more and there's more and it it kind of like the world that it's set in, it kind of beats you down. And um I played through all of that in one sitting all of that that sort of end game did you? Oh, uh, I didn't because know i thought you... it was coming towards the end i didn't know you did that last marathon in one sitting um and uh, I, i've never been as emotionally affected by a game mm. as the last of us well that's the thing like even though i'm such a wuss and i can't <laughs> even play the last of us like i this scene where she is um uh ellie where she's playing the guitar and she's playing take on me to what's her right. name Oh, oh, um, my, yeah, it's not my heart to... is saying an A name. It's not, it's not. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. I know this. It's name. not Abby. I did... It's not Abby. That's not who she's playing guitar to. You haven't played this game. No, that's not who she's playing guitar to. I thought it was Abby. Oh my God. No spoilers in the chat. <laughs> oh, he already spoiled it. Um, well, D, yeah, she's to he told you the name. D yeah. is who he's well, anyways, to. anyways, um, I watched that scene, like obviously completely out of context and I still cried. Because I was just like, this is such an unbelievable and, like, intimate scene. And and I didn't even need to be, like, in it to yes. know that. You know, like, it's just, it's cool. It's it's an, it, it, the, the dialogue, the plot, um, the ending of both games, uh, and I don't know how they did it, did it um, without getting too much into it, because we have other awards to give. We do. The, the history of that game as well, and the... the 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 fan reaction to some of the things that happened in the second, mm. I, I think the the writers were just amazingly brave to do what they did with that oh, game. I'm so I excited to play it. Cannot wait. I'm so excited play to play it, but I'm yeah. so scared. I'm so so scared. <laughs> so that's my 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 nar best narrative for okay. Right. So we yes. have to move on. Yes, we do. Um, the next award is best gameplay. And I would like you to go first, because I went first. Okay, but well, I want to start with Guardians of the Galaxy then, because I think yeah. this was a big surprise. Um, uh, I think when we, when you have games like that that are based off big movies, and you kind of expect them to be visually good and maybe have a half-decent story, mm -hmm. but the gameplay is the one thing that usually lets any of those big movie tie-ins sure. down. Sure, yeah. You know, um, it's usually some sort of very simple, simplistic... But actually, Guardians of the Galaxy was like a really in-depth fun mm. um and, and rewarding experience to play yeah. tr play through it um so that was that was really fun i mean it, it was kind of similar to to final fantasy 7 yeah i mean ways. you can tell that like square enix is like it's a part of the square enix family um but where i would say like i think guardians was an incredible game and i loved playing it like the the actual like mechanics of it were like delicious but sometimes it was really really unbalanced like there is um there's this one fight and I won't spoil, but there's this one fight towards the end of the game. That's like, it's just, it's very clear that it was one of the last things that was designed because you're not using all of the guardians. Like you've been working towards the entire time. And, um, it's just not, it's not a very fluent fight. Like the boss is amazing, really good. Um, but there's, there's just this, 
this barrier between it so you you can only use your long distance fighters and so you're left with three guardians that you can't play with and so um there's just a few times in the game where i thought the mechanics were like a little a little shoddy and also like most of peter quill's abilities i didn't like like he has this one that's called like mega i don't know what it's called but i call it the mega shoot and it's like you just have to plant yourself and like hope that you have planted yourself in a strategic place so that you can aim this fire, this continuous fire at one person. Because if someone hits you or if you dodge out of the way of something, that is that stream is interrupted and you don't get that until the next cooldown. In the game's defense, I think, I because we, we watched each other's gameplay yeah. a lot on this. And you it, played Peter better actually, than I did. Yeah, it yeah. really suited my game, mm. my, 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 my style. Um, and I, I made a comparison. I haven't seen any comparisons like this, actually. <laughs> Um, but I made a comparison to Spider-Man. I felt like Peter yeah. Quill, a lot of his skills felt like playing the Spider-Man mm. video game by Insomniac. Um, and then you've just got all these other Guardians mm. that you can command then as well. See, like with my, the way I played it, it definitely was like Peter Quill was like, he was my, he was the brains of the operation. Like I would put him on jet boots so, so that he was above everyone else. And then I would like tell all the Guardians how <laughs> to do other things and like get these like sick ass combos in there. Whereas I used him as a- You actually a, like properly used uh, him. Like I saw you, like, it was so funny. I saw, uh, I saw Ned in like late gameplay and he was like actually doing like melee combat and i was just like no, what <laughs> like that wasn't even a consideration for me for the last like 15 hours of the game <laughs> but i didn't use my guardians anywhere near as much as i probably should have or could right. have used no there was a specific that. combo and i for anyone that wants to know i will tell you but there's a specific combo that you can do with gamora and rocket that is like <laughs> game changing and i was begging ned to use it i was like use my combo it's so overpowered please <laughs> Well, I think the fact though that that we're both talking about very different ways of playing the game yeah. goes to goes to stand for that game as yeah. being best game, gameplay because there are different many one, different but... ways that we that we could have played that. What what um what else is on your list of like out of out of your list? What else is on your list for best game? I actually feel pretty confident about um like I, I give you like, know who your winner is. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. I give an honorable mention for sure to Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, the battle mechanics in that are insane like i didn't i didn't finish that game but it was because the narrative didn't push me and i know that i'm going to finish that game because horizon forbidden west looks like the most immaculately intensely beautiful game i think i've ever seen <laughs> and so like i have to play it um so that's my honorable mention but like in terms of gameplay mechanics definitely final fantasy 7 remake yeah 100 percent. yeah I'm... the combat in that makes my heart explode the fact that they were able to make it feel like the original mm. um and that materia system and yes. still make it this exciting and innovative system for 2021 totally blew my mind away mm. um uh, i definitely uh, have it up there in my, my list of best games uh, guess get best gameplay i didn't play it this year so mm -hmm. it's not on my list sure but i i, I would have it up there if i, if I had it so it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's, it is my winner for sure. Um, and that's just because like, I think the, the, the marriage of the menu system via like with combat was so, so powerful. Like I, I just couldn't even understand 
how they managed to do it so fluidly because it just became second nature and it, and it became this really exciting thing to explore and it was just this this delicious challenge mm -hmm. and like and it's also incredibly gratifying like it's jrpg style you're flying through the air and you're like you know flipping around jumping 20 feet at a time like doing these epic moves and like it all just looks so so beautiful like so that's absolutely my best gameplay for sure well i have uh a, you know i want to give an honorable mention to, <laughs> to, to sack boy oh hell yeah um, yeah i loved and i played sack boy with my with, with Faye, with, mm -hmm. my, with, with my daughter and so we were listening to all these really cool pop tunes and yeah um and, and then she's and a great timing of it they, they they've learned they they programmed the game so that it vamps mm. on on a couple of bars uh, until oh, cool. you hit a certain moment, and then the the the, gives like the, the, the tune finale. continues. Ah, oh, clever! So okay. it's so well done, and it's so gratifying to like do something with your character right on the moment that the tune like picks up on it. It's like the tune, the tune picks up. <laughs> uh, 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 so I just I loved everything about Sackboy. I just loved the time playing that with Faye. Okay, um, and your winner. My winner is Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, so. I, I knew that it was like coming. two, three years ago, <laughs> but I replayed it this year when you were playing it. Yes. Um, and I replayed it to try and platinum it. Yes. Uh, you did, didn't you? And I did. Yeah. And and it, but it was the plat the reason that it that it wins for me is because when I played through it for the first time, I played through it for the story and the revelations and you know to get through it. But I didn't really experience the gameplay to its absolute uh, best okay. until I tried to platinum it. Because when you platinum a game, you have to do all of the oh, extra things. Grinding. It, it makes you play. Well, not even grinding. That's part of it, it of course. But it but trophies make you play a game force you to play a game in a different way than you would naturally do it sometimes sure. and um, and i had to do that and i had to learn all the mechanics to mm -hmm. try and get that platinum and it's just the most gratifying gameplay that that i've come across i cannot wait for forbidden west next year oh, it looks so like, good and it's just like oh it look i can't i'm so excited about the underwater stuff that you're going to be able to do like she has like this cool mask and stuff, which means that she's gonna she's gonna be able to stay under there longer than like the average thing. There's gonna be weird things to fight in there. Like, oh no, I'm very I'm very excited about that. I'm also like Horizon has a way of looking so so in like overwhelmingly beautiful while still being really intimidating. Like that giant mammoth dinosaur mm -hmm. thing horrifying i am so scared to fight that thing but, but i like, love the way and this is why it was, but they it give you techniques it, this is like, the reason it, that it, it became the, one of my yeah. favorite gameplay games because they each one of those beasts has a strategy mm. around it you really feel you're not a warrior and i think that's the thing about yeah. that game is if, if you if you play it like you're a warrior like you're in some other games where you go in and you mash um that's not the way to play that you need to think like a hunter yeah, yeah. in that game and you have to choose your you, battles as exactly. well yeah I, I absolutely love it and I actually I'm, I'm historically quite bad at stealth which I... is just probably part of the reason <laughs> that I found this game really hard as soon as I felt comfortable with it they added birds and I was like I can't <laughs> like I simply cannot they can see me from anywhere but there's <laughs> even a strategy around those of course and, there is and... but I was very impatient <laughs> <laughs> I would love The Witcher 4 if it ever comes out to take a lot of the, the mechanics and the hunting mechanisms of Horizon and put mm. them into into i feel like that would make it so much more contract based maybe which would be interesting um but okay, okay so, so we have our, our winners there we were much more decisive in that one yes okay best visuals so i want to ask a question about oh, this okay. award before we so this is a combination of best graphics and best artwork i think 
it's it because it's both because uh, let me let me give you two good examples yeah i think like the, the best execution of the art style i was going for yes yeah because two games that that i would have on my list for this for this award uh would be ratchet and clank rift apart yeah stunning stunning yeah you um, could spend a year in that photo mode. it's absolutely beautiful and but then the other game that that's up there for me on this is disco elysium oh yeah which is like so good such a different style it's, yeah just i love all the artwork and mm. all of the like even in the menus and the and the and the maps and mm-hmm. so on just all of that artwork is absolutely stunning and i love anything i think i've never been a card game player but i love cards okay because i just love the artwork that's yeah that's sure, part of them, sure, you yeah. know um and so i think for that reason i think this got easy so that's why i wanted to see what what you thought mm. on this game on, on this award um it, it's not we're not just talking graphics we're talking about the implementation of the art the design. art style yeah okay the art style and its best so, execution i think well then on that note then what games are there for you then? oh my god i i am just in love with visuals and and dissecting those and so for so many different reasons like i love so many so many of these games <laughs> um so let's see horizon zero dawn astoundingly beautiful guardians of the galaxy giant set pieces so beautiful i think even uncharted 3 could be in the running for really really stunning stuff i don't it's not going to be the winner for me i don't think because there's like i don't know they do just they do giant set pieces really really well but between that it's kind of just like okay um and that might just be a like a result of it looking like the real world and maybe that's not what i'm interested in um (laughs) Kena Bridge of Spirits? Stunning. Like, it was made by Pixar animators, and every- guys, guys, every time there is a rot on the screen, I just <laughs> scream. It's- it's just- it makes my heart so whole to see those little chunks, and their big eyes, and their weird and they're, little and they're, teeth. They're, they're, like, <laughs> they're like little they smile with their front teeth. It's so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> um... But I absolutely like I I just adore that. But like also little nightmares, like yeah, I, I didn't much I didn't game. I didn't play much of it either because I am a wuss. But genuinely, although your stream of it was fantastic, <laughs> if you. you haven't seen this stream, there are clips of it still, <laughs> still around. I was scared. Okay, I was scared. But little nightmares, like like just just brief uh, tangent on this. I genuinely long-term want to work on a horror game i think it is some of the most clever and inspiring narrative design in the industry and it's because it's so specific and it has to hit exactly the right mark with a person that it 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 levels the balance between like so terrifying and scary but still enticing enough that you want to keep playing like if you just go full bore into like horror then like it's not compelling but if there are mechanics where it's just like oh this puzzle is keeping me going like i mean that's resident evil's entire function is like okay this is gonna be scary but we're gonna have puzzles and that's gonna keep you going um but i found i like there's a part of me that really like at some point wants to finish little nightmares even though it does really scare me and it's because of the design of it like it's 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 got such a clear signature in its visuals and I don't know it's just it's so effective 
in its storytelling through the visuals, like creating this incredibly small character in this really, really big world. And, and in moments you're in these tiny little nook and crannies and you're just like, okay, I have to hide from this big thing that's coming towards me. Or in moments of like peace when she's alone, like she's on like a bridge, like a suspended bridge and the world looks as big as it possibly could. And I just think that's so fucking clever. And so like visuals there, I think, it's not even necessarily my favorite thing to look at. I just think it's incredibly powerful. There's there's two horror games that kind of come to my mind that I've played this year that that are great visuals. They're probably not winners for me, for me but um, just the design of everything, like Bloodborne, I played this year. Yeah. Oh, so and like the design, stunning. I, I, I definitely so think, do think beautiful. it looks like a PlayStation 4 game now at this point. Like, it does look older. Um, but the, the design of the, all, all of those bosses is just amazing. Um, and then last of us two, the design behind some of the um the zombies. Oh, I have seen pictures of those and they scare me so <laughs> I, I, much. I, like I would screenshot stuff and send it to you and yeah. it's it's it it's pretty pretty horrible stuff. And I think think you're right. I mean like horror is is trying to more so than many other genres, is trying to evoke a physical reaction mm. from the player. Yeah. Um, and and like a writing and reaction yeah. that like stays with you like <laughs> and, and so like i think the the writers and the designers behind behind those things are are, are amazing hmm. um other other visual uh games for me will be concrete genie i think it needs to get a shout out i love concrete genie and i think it is adorable but i don't think i'm willing to say best visuals no i definitely don't think it's a winner for me but i yeah. think it's up there it's in the i do love concrete i spend genie hours i played through that game three times you did i played through it once for me to get the platinum <laughs> i played it through once for faye to get the platinum and didn't. And, it, and didn't because of a bug and then played it through a third time to get her the platinum did you yeah oh, i didn't know yeah. you got her the platinum so i, I oh, platinumed so that funny. game three times this year that so i can speak with authority in, in, into like a seven to ten hour game that's so what i can speak with authority <laughs> on, this, yeah. on the artwork of this game I just, I never got bored of painting the genies. Yes, me either. You know? No, I got, like, like, I, if, you, if you go through my concrete genie, like, village, like, fishing village world, every surface is painted. Mm. Every single surface. Because, like, you can, of course, if you want, like, just take the stars and go, wee li li and, like, that counts as painting the thing. But I would make, like, a masterpiece. <laughs> like, I would, like, sit there and I'd be like, I'm going to use everything that I think is appropriate. I'm going to make this compositionally gorgeous. And I just, it was... I just spent like a day. I just sat in bed and I was like, well, I'm not going to talk to anyone today. I'm just going to sit in this in my bed and play this game for 10 hours and not eat or like blink. Like and I think that's part of the reason that it deserves to be on the list. Is it because does. You're right. It, the, the gameplay was about the visuals yeah. and then you're painting. And you're a part of creating the visuals. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, so God, that's, there are so that's, many that's beautiful games. List. God of War? 2018 so i was like, going to ask oh. you a question about god of war do okay. you do you think that because god of war is so good visually mm. that we're kind of discounting it honestly yes i think so because right? it, it's so consistent and yeah. it's so it's so grand and and but like so fluidly grand that i think it's quite easy to just be like okay not like everything is high impact and so nothing is high impact but um visually yeah i think astounding i think god of war yeah. 2018 is the, astounding. the way the camera has this single camera shot oh so work. clever and there's no loading screens like it's just brilliant um red dead redemption 2 well, amazing yeah, i forgot that you played played that this year um it's so so beautiful graphically i think that's probably the best out of both of our lists uh, so beautiful i think 
I think my winner is God of War, to be honest. Oh, okay. Like, I know I talked very passionately about the other ones. <laughs> right. But, like, genuinely, like, God of War just rides this consistent high yeah, across yeah. all yeah, I mean, it, even the even the the and it's yeah, so good to play. Like even even like I mean, I know this is a narrative design effect and and a, and a mechanic effect, but like even the fact like when you're playing, how you have to like stomp to yeah. get your health and stuff. Like that's just mm. it, <laughs> and and it like explodes with that little green like well, thing. I, I think it come. I think it would be on their visuals. You know the way that you throw the axe and return. Like it's oh. it, it's gameplay as well, but it's it's how it all that interacts mechanic. with each other. And it's that it's changed the industry. Yeah. Like there's so many games now that like that have that recall action because like that intentional recall yes. makes you so much more immersed. Yeah. yeah. It's so. And I, I know that probably comes on the gameplay a little bit more, but but it does. It, it is. It's that interaction. It's that cross point of the visuals and the and and the, and the gameplay working together. Uh, so you got got a war as your winner for best so. visuals. I, I really don't know what my winner is on this one. I did with all, <laughs> all of the rest of them. Uh, oh, you know. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably it's probably Disco Elysium for the artwork. Oh, it's so good. That's it's a good choice. Really, it's just such that's good actually, artwork. It's so funny. Like that's actually art I want to have in my home. Like, yeah, that's it. It's the it's yeah. well, no, it's not the only one, and and I mean, we you know we've got some cool artwork here mm -hmm. and so on, but um, I would yeah, I'd love the art the the art of that to be hanging up in yeah in, in, in our place. So um, yeah, okay, Just all right, easy. all right, all right. Okay, we're getting more decisive. I feel okay. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting less decisive. You're getting more decisive. I am getting more decisive. Okay, okay so albeit the. <laughs> the most pessimistic of this <laughs> oh my god i also played life is strange this year and that's going to be my answer but um this award goes to most disappointing <laughs> <laughs> i think i know what Ned's is oh um, you definitely know what mine is anyone that has listened to any of the podcasts so this will be this will be a, a, a brief <laughs> enough category um but what else were you disappointed by this year? <laughs> um let's see okay uh so okay i visually was impressed and i loved the game like i love the game mechanics of an xcom style like an xcom 2 style game so i really liked empire of sin ah. and its visuals were just they were really good the artists that work for that team are amazing but i'm not gonna say it's like this extraordinary game i'm also not gonna say it's the most disappointing game but when the characters talk i don't want them to because yeah. their dialogue is bad we played it on console, and it very much feels like it's a PC game. I don't agree with that. No? I don't. But I, I can see where you come from. So for anyone who doesn't know um, what that is, uh, so Empire of Sin is like an XCOM-style game, and it's it's a, it's basically a top-down strategy game. So you're able to see your whole map, and you can... Um, you can move your characters into cover. And it's basically all about, like, the combat in a strategic, like paced way um and i love that aspect of it like I, I i love that kind of strategy game but anytime that there was dialogue between the characters i was like i didn't need this like it's it wasn't clever it wasn't how normal people talk to each other it was like hey we're trying to be 1920s so <laughs> and it was just kind of like okay the, the, a lot of the dialogue seems to be 
it's automated like it's not mm. properly scripted dialogue sure. it's and that's it's automated because it's a smaller dialogue. studio right. like it's a triple a studio but there's only like 30 people that yeah, work there absolutely. so like that's fair i mean you know? like we live very close to where mm -hmm. their their main office is yeah and i want to work with it's, them it's someday, really but i know that like that's the kind yeah. of thing that i'll be working to improve yeah absolutely uh, um, and, I, and you know i i think you're i think you're right i think a lot of the gameplay is really interesting yeah um, i love that style of game the setting wasn't that interesting for me the game the style i, the game, the, I, I think i would have cool. enjoyed it definitely sitting at a desk feeling <laughs> like i'm on a piece okay. I, I think that would have changed how i felt about that game yeah um so most disappointing games that i play this year mm -hmm. i'm disappointing in, in myself oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for, for hollow knights I want, um, to, I want to love that game. Colin but I just... also should get an honorable mention for visuals. Stunning. I think it's amazing. But I can't... I, that is a game I will never play more than an hour of. I, I want to be better at games. <laughs> <laughs> and Hollow Knight me too. And Hollow Knight just reminds me of that. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Because it's one of those games that, like... Because it's a platformer, so Hollow Knight is this like enchanting, ethereal, alien-looking platformer. And it's so beautiful. But when you play it, like... Because it's a platformer, you can't circle around your bosses, but there are bosses, and they're hard, and like the game has serious consequences of it. Because it's also kind of Souls-like, isn't it? It is. It and is. So and so when you're playing that game, like I've only played an hour of it, but after I after the hour, I was like, all right, never playing that again. So, <laughs> so I, what I also found difficult was the solo piano. Oh, that music oh, affects yeah. me so <laughs> much in the game. So, so I was already being, you know, beaten down by the game. Mm -hmm. But then to have this like crushingly sad, note. yeah, beautiful, melancholy piano yeah. every time. And, it's such a reminder time, of your failures. Because that <laughs> single, you wake up on that the bench single and it's tone just, plays <laughs> every single every time that you you fail. Yep. I just found it. It was crushing my soul yeah. to, 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 to play that game. I mean, you know, Bloodborne is a very similar type of game, but it didn't yeah, crush so. me as much as Hollow Knight did. I think it's because you can do so much more before you die in Bloodborne. Maybe that's You it. know, because yeah. like in Hollow Knight, it's like, okay, I have one track. I'm going to go to this boss and I'm going to die again in 30 seconds. And I'm going to have to make that whole track again. There, there are there are a lot of different paths that do open up in, sure. in, in Hollow Knight. But, it, you know, it was that combination of this... The, the the music and the gameplay just for some reason it's for every reason that it's clever is yes. the reason that it's really hard to play yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mentally wasn't in that place in 2021 <laughs> to, to play that, that really to play that game so 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 i think uh, the game didn't disappoint me i disappointed myself on that one right um, so my so, so you're the most disappointed game. my winner for this category yes. is unequivocally life is strange um i've talked about this a lot um <laughs> I, like, even though Life is Strange, like, brought me to tears at the very end, that is, like, not a hard thing to do. I will dry at the dry, I, I will dry, I will cry at the drop of a hat. Like, I, any heightened emotion, I am blushing, laughing, or crying, or maybe all three. And, um, Life is Strange affected me, and it was because of that like the last moment the choice that i decided to make like i was i was crushed and it was because the only character i liked was the one that i you know sacrificed um but generally like this game oh that dialogue i it it's like written itself in my heart because i just can't stand it that much like it was the most insufferably stereotypical whiny teenager that i could ever listen to 
And to have to listen to that for what, like, 20 hours, maybe? Yeah, over the five episodes, probably around that. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it like 10 episodes? And they're all, like, about three hours each? No, it's five episodes. Is it? I don't know. It felt like, four it, hours each. <laughs> it felt like it took my entire life, anyways. And, um, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, that, that dialogue just, it, it, it ruined me. And also, Max's reading of all the dialogue made me want to like tear my face off and it was just because like everything she said was as if it was the end the world is actually ending and it doesn't matter if she was talking about moving a tissue box or talking about killing the love of her life like they had the same <laughs> amount of emotional like emotional climax and i also thought like you know spoiler but whatever the the game's been out <laughs> for a while <laughs> so yeah um so spoiler you know, it, it turns out like, oh, surprise, Max is gay. And it's like, we fucking knew. Like, that wasn't a grand reveal. And I hated that the entire game lead up was to that reveal. Like, I thought that was such a cheap way to explore this because it would have been so much more powerful. It was like, okay, we just have a gay character that's going through this. And she's like, you know, have that moment of discovery, but don't make it that climactic peak. Like, don't be like, Oh, I've suffered through like hell and back. I've altered time and reality and space, and I've discovered I'm gay. And it's like we knew. There was like there was it didn't need to, to be that much like there, gravitas. There was definitely time to do that earlier in the game, yeah. particularly during that episode where you're exploring the alternative history. Totally. Where um, her father? No, her, her Chloe. grand Chloe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where Chloe is living a very different life than yeah. the one that she's living. I think it's time to explore her relationship with Chloe there. Absolutely. Rather than at the end where she like, you know, you know, discovers, but then it's the end and mm -hmm. know, whatever your choices are at that point then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that is undoubtedly my most disappointing game. What I this year, because everyone was like, everyone, because this is why it was so disappointing. <laughs> this is why it was so disappointing. So many people were like, Ellie, it's gonna change your life. It was, it's so unbelievable. It's so powerful and dramatic and beautiful and well-written and you're just gonna love these characters. Me. Yeah. And then, I, <laughs> and then I played it and I was like, what a sincere letdown. Like the only character I liked was the big villain. What I liked about it And like was, kind of Chloe. What I liked about it though, was that these characters were like real people for the most part. They mm -hmm. were, they, they felt like real people. They, if they, they didn't like talk. People. People from, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or God of War or, uh, you know, they, they you felt like... You just took like... the most fantastical versions right. of people as well. That's <laughs> my point. That was the goal of my, my argument. Just took, like, actual they, aliens. They felt like real people going through real relationships and real things uh -huh. and real problems, apart from turning back time, of course. But mm -hmm. um, And that's kind of what I like about Life is Strange generally. So, um, <laughs> I totally agree with your point. Mm -hmm. And seeing it through your eyes it did make me re-evaluate re, re, uh, my thoughts on the game. Yeah, because we had to talk about that. We did. And because I, I, the way I had to explain it was like, I was a teenage girl. And I was around those teenage girls. Like, I wasn't here to relive any of them. And I think like, we, we, did, we did talk about it. Because my, my, my argument was that... Um, I think this is why I need to give it more of a pass than mm. maybe you do, which is like, well, I can't make too many judgments on what this 19-year-old girl is going through Fair. or what she says or hell yeah. Or Whereas hell no, I or... was like, fucking stop. <laughs> I'm, Forever. You know, I'm this mid-30s or early 30s when I played that game. Yeah. You know, Irish dude. It's like, well, you know, if everyone's... If, you do if know teenage what girls like, are saying hell yeah. Girl. 
<laughs> I'm just going to believe the writers on that. Um, okay. What I would say to you and to anyone else listening is that okay. Life of Life Life is Strange Two is a huge improvement on all of the I things just have that you. I trust issues about I this franchise with you. Uh, uh, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't play that game I, I, I and think i'm you not should. gonna play true colors either because i am empathetic as a person and the <laughs> idea of that being my superpower sounds like the worst thing in the world that would be such a painful way to live and i won't do it but what is your most disappointing my most well honorable, i know what you're honorable mention to greed ball which is the worst <laughs> game, the worst game that i played this year <laughs> Um, but I won't honorable go too... mention for most disappointing <laughs> it's not mostly i wasn't expecting much from it so and it, and it delivered <laughs> um, so it, it 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 isn't my most disappointing. But I really really disliked um, Greedfall, and I gave it way way too much time. The game that I have played according according to um, my PlayStation stats, the mm -hmm. game that I have played more than any other game oh, ever ever ever. Oh God bless is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And if anyone and who also... is, a is, a, is a frequent listener of the pod, you'll know this man <laughs> hates that game. I. No, he won't see... say he hates it because he's an optimist, <laughs> but he doesn't like it. Doesn't like it at oh, all. It's Has just everything it's so, it's so close to being so good. Uh, it's it's a solid solid 6.5 out of 10. This has gone down the longer that you've thought about it though. It was 7 at one point. No, at one point in the beginning it was 8. Oh, I don't even remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember that level of optimism about this game. Um, I just will, riding off the back I, of previous Assassin's Creed. I, I, I'm just about to start playing the next DLC for it too. Oh, I, I will finish every part of that game. I love the setting. I love. I mean, it should have been part of the discussion for best visuals. And I think in a situation where I was less disappointed by the game, I would have been part of that conversation. And it's also, I think if it looks less familiar to you. Well, short on every little yeah. part. It's like a, and lasts so long. It's so. But that's that's the and I think that's I think the, that's the most criminal with, part of it, it. it. Because if that was a condensed forty to fifty hour experience, <laughs> I think that would be a really stunning game. Yeah, really stunning game because the the voice acting isn't bad. The visuals are great. Some of the quests are. Fantastic. How many hours did you play this game? Uh, one hundred and seventy hours. I think. One hundred and seventy. Yeah. God. <laughs> I would have given up at like hour 50. I'd be like, this is I think not... Witcher comes close for me for uh, 150 hours. Um, what they did, which was, and, and we'll move on after this, yeah, but we the most disappointing thing about this is that the quests weren't bad, but they made you travel mm. three times almost in every quest. So you would start the quest and then travel to point B on the quest. Mm -hmm. And that will be a two to three minute traveling, mm -hmm. right? No fast traveling or anything like that. Doesn't seem like long. But two to three minutes it adds up over 170 yeah. hours. <laughs> then you, you you meet point B's uh, yeah. point of the quest, and then they send you to point C, which is going to be where you finish the quest, and it'll be another two to three minutes of just traveling, uh -huh. um, and then the quest will finish, and won't be leading you off starting a new quest from that point. There mm. will be another two to three minutes. So. For one quest, you're talking about probably nine minutes of traveling hmm. for every single quest where you're not actually questing, where this... you're not actually taking part in any gameplay. It is you on your horse traveling from point A to B to C and see, or to you, the new point A. You've said this to me before, but I, the, other day, the other day we were talking about this and you did make, you made a really good point. Um, is that all of the, the quests were like... All of the development in the narrative was centered around Eivor. Yeah. Not that the world was developing and she was a part of it. 
it was all very much like you're the main character so everything has to do with you and and like that's what moves the things along is your actions and i think that's such a valid point for why it was weak well because in red dead redemption you're traveling a huge amount as well but you feel like you're traveling to a world that is happening regardless of whether you're there or not Mm -hmm. Uh, you you feel like you're exploring you're exploring a world whereas you don't feel that sense of exploration I, I never felt that sense of exploration I felt the sense of traveling yeah I feel like there's like there's a there's a way that it like necessitates it yeah. like it's it's very different situationally like you might even be doing the same amount of traveling but like there's more exposition and like and like satisfactory delivery of it and also I think there is something to say for the fact that it's in the English countryside and like that is the climate we know like yeah. that gets monotonous because there's no trees and it's just like hills. Well, well, it's England, so to be, got to be, to be, and, and to be super cynical, just for okay, and, and, and then we have to move on. Move yes. on. Uh, to be super cynical about it, uh, the reason that they ask you to travel that much is just to flesh out the game. Yeah, it's purely a business decision. There is no reason where you need to be traveling. They could have had those quest people like. 30 seconds away, 15 seconds away in your game. But they're adding nine minutes on to every single quest because they're trying to make more money from the players. And and I think that's what got me angrier as I went through it. But my daughter bought it for me. Oh, bless her. (laughs) Right, okay. And so I've been playing through it. Okay, so. I think the developers are really good at what they do too. Yeah, I mean, they they have the entire franchise to back that that up. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but okay. Yeah, that is my most disappointing. That's our most disappointing <laughs> category. And then for this next one, I think we just have to like gut response. Not because we're running out of time, even <laughs> though we are, but just because I think it would be good to have like, like, what is your okay. first idea with this? Okay, so what was the most fun game that you played this year? Most fun game is Sackboy. Yeah. That was a good response. That's not, I didn't even know that's what I was going to answer uh, until I answered it. So wholesome. Yeah, Sackboy. Yeah, I because I played it with Faye and it was an, an amazing experience. Love that. For all the reasons I said earlier on. So, Love that. What's yours? My most fun is definitely Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah. I just... Uh, uh, the combat is so good and I loved getting to know those characters and exploring that world and the combat. Ugh. Like, I, it was the kind of thing... Like, just brief tangent. It was the kind of thing that... Like, in JRPGs, it is so easy to realize how often you are pulled into an encounter. Like... I find that exhausting about JRPGs that it's just like, oh, we walked two steps, time to fight some more monsters. That kills me. Like, the fact that you can't have, like, a smooth pace through things, like, oh, I hate that. Like, it's the same reason that I don't have any notifications on my phone. Like, I don't want people to interrupt me. I don't want them to think that they're allowed to. Like, I like I will get to it when I am good and ready. Um, but Remake was extraordinary. And, like, it, the combat was so fun. And the... the encounters were placed in such clever ways that I didn't even realize until like halfway through the game, like 30 hours into the game that I was like, Oh, I'm having a lot of encounters today. Like, I think that's such a good sign that like, I didn't feel like I was like, Oh, I'm playing a JRPG. This is the necessary evil. You know, any honorable mentions for uh, most fun. I mean, fucking loved Witcher, Concrete Genie. Um, Oh my God. We didn't talk about journey. I played Journey for the first time, and that should definitely be a part of of best narrative. Um, but we're not going to do that. Um, but yeah, I'd say like God of War as well. 
I think uh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys is so fun. Yeah. I think it's easy to overlook that game with the amount of fun that I've had that ha had playing that game on my own with mm -hmm. you, with the kids, with mm -hmm. you and the kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think that that definitely has to be uh, considered for for sure. For and it's one of like my favorite things to play with the community as well. Yeah. Like it's I like getting like I play so many. You and I know this. Like we both play so many single player games that it's really hard to find that like sense of community and like interactivity with you know with games and everything but um i also just love a game that you can turn on with no particular absolutely time limit like totally. you, you, can, you can just you be can like okay one minutes. quick game yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah so so that's that that's uh definitely okay. something yeah. okay so biggest surprise uh this is an easy one for me guardians of the galaxy yeah i think i think it's probably gonna I be i think that might be mine as well yeah. Because I, I didn't expect much from another Marvel game, to be honest. I, um, whenever we saw the, the release of it and everything, like, the, the previews and stuff, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not particularly bothered. Like, I love the films, but I wasn't, like, you know, gung-ho about it. Because I was just like, well, it's probably just going to be another cheesy action story. Like, not a great story, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was such a good surprise. I'm, such a good surprise. I'm it was so sure that... fun and it was so emotionally deep and in, in like very specific parts. We we both do a lot of research on our games before mm -hmm. we play them. I mean, games are so expensive and, yeah. and they're uh, something that you have to, you know, part of the whole late to the game they're thing is because we can't keep up and we don't have that much time. So yeah, you, you have to know what you're getting. So I'm very rarely disappointed by a game because I've heard so much about it before mm -hmm. I go in. I know what to expect. Sure. Um, but actually, Guardians was one of the few games that we both played. Because it was actually new. Like, it wasn't a late game. Week, yeah. like, um, and it's this movie tie-in. Well, it's not even... But I think it's really not. Once you play it, you realize, actually, that's that's why it's a surprise. It's, that yeah. it's not a movie tie-in. And I love it, that. It's part of the comic narrative. And yeah. They all, it's a slightly different tone, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's great gameplay. And Such impressive dialogue, dialogue. So, so fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it, it's a it's a brilliant game. Really surprising. Really enjoy that. I think. I mean, like other surprising games, I think might be. Um, Concrete Genie for me again. Concrete Genie um, was, was yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. I didn't realize that I, I would enjoy it as much as I did. I took it three times. Um, no nightmares. And, That's uh, definitely a big yeah, surprise for me. Like, I didn't right. finish it, so I don't know if I get to count it, but that I think that might be one of my mm. big surprises for sure. Like, oh my god, and Uncharted. Is that a surprise to you? Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, Even like, I told you how much you would love it. Um, do you remember? What happened the first the first Uncharted? I very much do. Yeah. So I was betrayed for the first Uncharted. Um, false expectations once again. Life is strange, PTSD and all that. Um, but playing Uncharted 2 and 3, like, even though people keep saying that, like, you know, they like everyone that's played the series will tell me, like, oh, it gets better every single game. Like, 4 is the best. You're going to love it. Blah, blah, blah. I just... I don't know. There, I still just wasn't expecting because it's like it's popcorn movie, you know. Like it's it's just like this comfort game, and um, and so yeah, I think it, I think it was a a very big surprise to me because mm. I I wasn't expecting to like love these characters because it's such like a cheesy like action film kind of thing. But I do just desperately love these characters and I love the story and I love getting to play these games. Like yeah, also a surprise because I love a shooter like. Right, yeah, because that's something that you that was something said I you'd was never really... want to do. 
and something I was genuinely afraid to like play before just because like you know being an American having PTSD and being in the United <laughs> States like I don't like first person shooters are something that I'm not interested in but I think the gateway drug to that would be Deathloop like there are like Maybe. but I don't think I'm ever going to be like a COD player you know like I, it's just so for me to end up loving this game that is like so shooting heavy and like has weird monsters that make me scared like that's a big surprise for me I guess. Um, so yeah, I yeah, think I, I think I'll settle on Guardians as Guardians, being yeah. the 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 one for me. I, but I the other ones did as well. Being being late to the game means that we're less surprised. <laughs> yeah, <I think> that's <laughs> the nature of it. Sure. Um, okay, and then finally, what was your game of the year? Huh. Because I'm I'm similar to you. I mean, I, like the game that wins best narrative is probably going to be the game that. Because that's the thing game, that you and I are both attached to. Like we're both storytellers, you know. Right, and, and so if that was the case, then Last of, Last of Us Two Fair. Um, would would be it. But I am going to <gasps> subvert expectations. Oh. And I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because because of that surprise party, mm -hmm. um, because the narrative was up there. I mean, it really was yeah. the, the character development making me love characters in a way that I never, never expected. In such a short um, amount of time, comparatively to the other games we played, the soundtrack was better than the movie. The soundtrack, yes, I love they that playlist. They had Nick like they did. They, <laughs> That's all you need. And, <laughs> and you know, it was it was a brilliant, brilliant soundtrack. Yeah, it was. Um, you know. That weird little llama, what a treat. The gameplay <laughs> is really fun. The llama is, is brilliant. His dancing is excellent. Her, um, she's cammy. It's such, it's such a fun game. And Last of Us 2 is not fun in that way. Fair. It is an amazing story. And it's something that everyone should try to play through. But it's not what I would consider fun. Sure. So when you then add the... F when, you, when you take Guardians and have a dialogue that's almost as good and a story that's fun and an adventure and and you and you add in all those gameplay and that fun you know that that fun soundtrack mm. it's my it, it is actually my game of the year fair yeah. very fair yeah um i think my game of the year has to be witcher 3 like it's witcher just i hold it in this this the entire franchise i hold it in a very specific place in my heart like i wrote my dissertation on it like i've read all the books i played the game like we're watching the series and we, the entire episode, we're just like, here's what they should be doing, blah, blah, blah. Or like, here's what they did really, really well. And like all this stuff. We've got so many hot takes. It's something that I'm like, for considering how old, like the first book came out in 1995, but considering that like how long this series has had time to like marinate, we talk about it daily. Like, it is something that is a part of my, like, everyday life for whatever reason. And so, like, Witcher 3 is always going to have a very, very special place in my heart. Um, but if it wasn't that, then it would either be God of War 2018 or Guardians, I think. Yeah, I mean, you, your list, because you're playing... Because, because I'm the, playing like, these massive like, yeah, titles. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, like the best, oh, the best surprise, it, it, it's late, late to the game. You're going to have these amazing games totally um to, to weigh up and like comparing last of the uh, uh, god of god of war to um the witcher Which, to... but what is so shocking about that though because witcher came out in 2013 didn't it or 2015 yes and god of war is 2018 like mm. so the fact that those still hold concurrently and witcher comes out better 
Like, that's so impressive. I'm just so, so overwhelmed by how much I absolutely adore that game. And I think it just always will. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a game I've put 110 hours into, and I'm actively looking forward to when I can replay it. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for the next-gen yeah. version. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how much I love that game. Yeah. You know, I really want to replay it right now. But, that's how much uh, I love the game? Yeah, she's got it <laughs> permanently marked on her body. <laughs> I'm committed. <laughs> Uh, so Witcher, Witcher 3, 18th of May 2015. Like, it is wow. six years old. Amazing. Like, almost seven. Uh, and and uh, that it's winning a, a game of the year by someone that's played games Indeed. this year. Uh, and played it this year. I think that's, that's amazing. I agree. Yeah. And on that positive note, I think this is going to be the end of our New Year's podcast. Yes. Um, but, you know... Thanks to everyone who listened. Thanks to everyone who's been with me on this journey. Um, it's an absolute privilege to get to make this kind of content and to have people be interested in it because I just get to explore my passions and people just actively listen, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it for this episode of Late to the Game podcast, Thanks New Year's me. edition. Thank you so much for being here, Ned. Um, but yeah, that's it. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we might have to have to actually call it there, but this was absolutely like a blast and I love seeing you guys like chatting to each other. Um, and if you if you aren't a part of the Discord, please join the Discord so that you can like tell me what your top uh, you know, awards would be if you had to give it to the games that you played this year. Um, but yeah, I I've it's been such like like I know I shit on this year a lot. But it has been such uh, a pleasure and an honor to make this community and have all of these people be a part of it. All of you people making it such a special and safe place. And um, I'm just so, so grateful to have this, have this community around me. I'm, I'm actually getting really emotional and it means a lot to me. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, guys, thank you so much for all of your help this year and, and your endless support, like unconditional support, whenever I'm like, I'm feeling shitty, guys, I'm not going to stream, bleh, or I don't post for like several weeks or something. <laughs> like, like, it just means the world to me to have so much people supporting me so like actively and consistently or inactively, whatever you can manage. Um, well, I'm normally on the chat, so I actually have the opportunity to kind of speak on yeah. behalf of the community for a minute. And I am super proud. And I think uh, on, on behalf of everyone that's there as well, to, to say, I mean, you just started your journey in gaming this time last year, really. Right. I mean, you'd played games before, but like really the way Not that diving you're deep diving in right now at the moment. Yeah. Um, you've since like played that full list of games, you've launched a podcast, you've been streaming you have done a narrative um games course uh i i think the whole community is incredibly proud of course i'm incredibly proud of you and i, I you're the first person i want to get the your opinion on when when i play a game as well so um i think the whole Thank community you. is super proud of you so thanks well, on that sappy note, I love all of you guys so much, and um, I couldn't do this without you. So thank you so, so, so much, and have a wonderful new year. And to you that are already in the future, you know, enjoy the new year. I hope it's good for you, and I hope when we catch up, it's still good. <laughs> but um, bye, everyone. Thanks so much. Happy New Year!